Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Got to give a huge shout out to my boys over at Price Labs. Man, do they make my life easy. I don't have to manually adjust rates. I don't have to worry about tracking all these different compression events or you know, what days I need to raise or lower my pricing. Look, the beauty of using a dynamic pricing tool like Price Labs is they do it for you. It's as simple as going in and setting your, your low, your medium, and your high pricing. And then they're the ones that are extracting all the data from all the other short-term rentals, Airbnb, Verbo, you know, the compression events that are coming in, hotel data, and they optimize your pricing for you. Look, it's really simple. I believe that if I had to do my pricing management manually, I'd probably be costing myself 30 to 35%. So if you want to make that extra 30 to 35%, make sure you check out Price Labs. It's my go-to and it should be yours as well. They're giving you a huge discount and a 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to hello.pricelabs.co, click on the start your free trial at the top right-hand corner, and literally use my personal code, Bill25. That's Bill25, all caps, and get 25% off your first three months. The link is also in the show notes, so it is super easy access. Get it now. Look, you're not gonna be able to maximize your profit without dynamic pricing, and Price Labs is my go-to. It should be yours as well. Hey, everybody, welcome back to SDR Unfiltered. I'm excited for, this is number three, and the STR, actually number four in the STR Super Team series that we're doing. And today I want to introduce you to my very good friend from Memphis. He's known as the Bank Whisperer, uh, Mr. John Hodge. How are you today, John? Hey, doing great. Awesome. All right, John, we were 23 seconds in, 10-minute podcast, drive immense value. What are the three things that you recommend for hosts and investors to be focusing on in 2023? Now, before, I'm going to give you a second. I don't usually give any people the time to think about this, but let me tell you, if you guys don't know who John Hodge is, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. He has, he's built over 5,000 units, apartment complexes. He owns a construction company. He's taking a, a historical commercial property now, converting that into kind of a boutique hotel and residential space. Uh, he's got short-term rentals in Memphis and Hot Springs, Arkansas, down in Panama City Beach. John knows his shit, so let's let him answer the question. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And uh, look, I think that 2023 is going to be a pretty pivotal year. I think it is going to separate those in this space kind of in a hobby and then those that are actually taking this pretty seriously. So the three things that I think that are going to uh, increase ADR, uh, number one is I think that everybody needs to take about one week to purchase and to check off every amenities box that's available on Airbnb, VRBO. And this has got to be reviewed every six months. They're constantly unveiling new things and uh, we've got to be keeping up with that. So are you, um, are you putting in a bowling alley at any of your properties? If I can do that. Now I'm actually going to get that in endpoint too, but I'm just talking about the small stuff, the rice cookers, the mosquito nettings, all the things. The mini fridges, all the yeah. stuff that you can buy on Amazon for like exactly. under 50 bucks. Yep. So, just so it's interesting that you bring that up, John, because literally at my biggest property, my Banner Elk property, I had some chairs break. Uh, we put in a Wayfair poker table, like, you know, one of those, it was like 1500 bucks. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to buy another cheap poker table because they have ping pong table now as an amenity. 
I bought a $1,200 ping pong table to replace the poker table because now I can check that box. I think that's a really great tip. Yep. My number two for what people need to be uh, gearing up for is to do a, add one major or semi-major investment, like kind of like you described there, a hot tub, kayaks, fire pit, outdoor gaming space, arcade, flash pad, a pickleball court. Once a year, we've got to be putting into these properties something that is going to get, you know, essentially we're going to be able to calculate an IRR. And it's got- What is IRR? Internal rate of return. So it's going to say, hey, if I'm going to take this $1,000 that I'm going to invest in, whatever this piece may be, it, it can be across the board. And I want to see at least a 30 to 40% internal rate of return, which means that you need to be making anywhere from $300 to $400 on that $1,000 that you spent on that. John, you know, it's funny that you bring that up as well, because I have another anecdote for that. I wanted to put in a pickleball court at at my biggest beach house down in, in Gulf Shores. I've got enough room behind the pool to be able to do it. And I could get it in at a sweet price. Most people are paying like 18, 20 grand. I was 10 grand all in by my contractor. Unfortunately, I can't get my insurance company to cover it. And I am not switching policies midterm based on what I spend on insurance. So I had to divert. And this is my this was my biggest income producing property last year. Did $357,000 in revenue. And a lot of people, John, and I'm glad that you bring this up because a lot of people do, oh, well, hey, I did 350 last year. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna do anything. Well, I know if I don't do anything, it's gonna be harder to do 250. This year. So instead of doing pickleball court, I'm actually adding cabanas, right? And I think some of the things that you bring up is you've got to use Avery Carl's enemy method to find out what your competitors don't have and what's the biggest desire, right, to make those investments. And if you do that, you're going to get a faster IRR, right? Yeah. And she's been doing it for years and that's why she's so successful in this space. And, you know, we need to really look to that. Listen, if you cannot get the pool, if you can't justify that cost there, let's get a splash pad. Let's get something there that's going to get some kind of entertainment value. Uh, Maybe not quite up there at the pool, but for a fraction of the price. You know what's interesting and I'm actually looking for right now and is one of those barrel saunas to put in my new Montana property. And if I do that and it works out, I might put one at the lake. I don't know that I'd ever put one down at the beach, but I'd drop them in North Carolina. And I look at that as something unique that... I don't know. Kenny Bedwell would probably know the data better than you and I on this. I don't know that he's ever run it, but a lot of people in Joshua Tree and, you know, the whole Coachella Valley area, right? And have done these like barrel, like steam, what do you even call them? Saunas, I guess, steam steam bath saunas. And they're attractive. And Bree and I were talking about it the other night. We're like, man, we turned for the first time ever, we remodeled our house in 2020 and did a you know floor to ceiling shower to where you could turn it on and create a steam room. We'd never done it. I'm like, let's take a steam. And we did. And I'm like, why don't, man, that's one thing I miss about being at the country club. Like you could drive to Ridgeway or whatever and go sit in the steam room. So I'm thinking that saunas are like the next wave of hot tubs. I don't have any data to back that up, but I'd be interested. Kenny Bedwell, if you're listening out there, John and I want to know, at least I want to know the value yeah. in a sauna, like a bar- nice barrel sauna. Versus a hot tub, because you can get them for like half the cost. So when you talk about IRR, I want to stick on that for a second, right? So if I'm going to spend four grand on a sauna versus 10 grand on a hot tub, that means if I get my money back in six months on both, do I have the same IRR? Is that like a six-month IRR? 
Yeah, it's, it's all it's all based on percentage there. So you don't have to quite uh, do as much revenue when you're spending half the, half the price there, but we're tracking our percentages and everything. And the interesting piece is that if you are tracking and following a lot of your formulas of saying, hey, we're, we're not selling for less than a 25, 30% cash on cash return, your internal rate of return needs to be that or greater in order to justify. You know, I don't know that there's that many people outside of us that talk about internal rate of return. You know, it's all just cash on cash return. And, you know, that there's a difference in cash on cash versus IRR. For those of you that aren't familiar with syndications and these, you know, investment funds, that's why their big metric is IRR, right? And it's basically if I invest a hundred grand with them or if I invest four grand on the sauna and John and I have a bet whose IRR is going to be faster and he does the hot tub, you know, it's you have to factor how fast you're going to get that cash back. 30% over a year is one thing, you know, 30%, you know, over three months is a completely different ball game. Absolutely. All right, John, what's number three? And number three, Bill, I'm going to give you and your audience really kind of my secret sauce. Um, oh my God. Hold on. We've got secret sauce coming. The secret sauce. So. Uh, I wish that I had the, uh, I don't, this is about as close as I can get to the bulls, the bulls here. Oh, that's right. What I'm going to have, I, I do this with every one of my companies. I do this with all of my key people. I even pay my cleaning crew to actually read this book, but it's a book called Raving Fans. And I think that in 23, you've really got to understand the concept of raving fans and you've got to go into your uh, mix of your market and you have to really drive them to be raving fans of your properties there. It is not a... I've got it someplace. I just don't want to keep my back turned to you. Sorry. Yeah. So I I think that that is uh, one thing that's going to really separate people in 2023 of who's going to be kind of like leading the pack is that who's got the most cohesive group that's leading forward with a raving fan. And what, and what are you doing to, to do that? So we are going down there. And when we have a, an issue come up with a guest, you're going to see me personally go down there anytime that I have the available opportunity or chance. And I'm going to be personally handling or watching and seeing that, that a problem gets resolved. Um, I was with some folks uh, this past week, had an issue with a lock, and they, they were blown away that the owner came through and was actually looking into this and went to go talk to them about the issue that they had with their lock. And so they actually went ahead and booked with me uh, for a few months out. They take uh, you know several girls trips uh, during the year and they're hopefully gonna become lifers with me. That's awesome. I mean, I can't emphasize how, how right you are in regards to that. I had a huge issue last summer with a co-hosting client, you know, Bill Carmen, yep. uh, whose house is two doors down from me in Gulf Shores. And luckily Bria was there doing something at Dragonfly and the floors were just disgusting. And these people were going to leave in the middle of summer. We're talking like a twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000 booking. And I sent, was able to send Bria over immediately. She got on her hands and knees and started wiping floors. I don't know what happened with my cleaning crew. And then I flew down on the first flight out at like 745 the next morning. And I showed up with lunch at 11 AM, you know, and introduced myself and they were blown away invited me in and very similar, John, they booked for like later in the fall to be able to come back. I think a lot of people kind of shy away when there's conflict like that, right? And there's no question getting out in front of it. Even if the guest is a hundred percent wrong, if we accept the blame and the accountability, that's how you can turn that, you know, negative issue and turn that guest into a raving fan. 
we're all going to have them. We're all going to have those issues there. Don't be scared to take those head on. The worse that I mentally think that they are, the more that I really try to make sure that I'm available at whatever capacity is needed. Agreed. That's awesome stuff. There you have it, folks. In 11 minutes and 18 seconds, John Hodge is more than just a bank whisperer. Thanks for joining me, John. Make sure you follow John at John Hodge one on Instagram, and we'll see you next week on STR Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.